Scriptural Sexual Ethics, point number three, the true meaning of womanhood, or woman, God's masterpiece. Let me tell you what made me undertake this teaching. I heard two Christian radio ministries, two different ones, play some messages on, on uh, the woman's role in marriage. And in both of them, they talked about how the man has a sexual need that needs to be met by the wife. And the wife, to be a good wife, needs to meet those needs. I played one of those messages for my Sunday school class that had some college-aged women in it, and I could see their faces drop and many of their hearts drop. And that is the way that it's often taught in evangelical circles, unfortunately. I knew that something was wrong, that something different had to be presented. If that is the best that the evangelical church has to offer, there is indeed something wrong. Let me start by making an apology. In the midst of the war between the sexes, I come in peace. I hold out my hands proclaiming your precious, preciousness and dignity in God's eyes. I want to start by apologizing to all women for the way that you have been treated at the hands of men. I'm deeply sorry for the way that my lust and the lust of other men has wounded you. Please forgive us, for we know not what we do. In 2 Samuel chapter 13, Amnon rapes his half-sister, Tamar. And she tried first to talk him out of it, and then to physically get away. But he overpowered her. He then hates her and throws her out as trash. And she runs out weeping and with sleeves torn to signify that she's no longer a virgin, knowing that she'll never be able to marry. And her beloved whole brother Absalom says to her, Oh, don't take it to heart and don't tell anyone. Yet she's to live the rest of her life in desolation. As far as we can tell, her father David never sought to comfort her, nor did he reprove his son Amnon. Now Absalom actually did take it to heart himself, and he ended up killing Amnon for it. But there was little done for the consolation of Tamar. I am sorry, women, for 6,000 years of abuse at the hands of men from the dawn of human history. Please forgive me and my role in that abuse and forgive men as Christ has forgiven you, I beg you. A woman can apologize for a woman. That is not my role or intention here. I understand that it might be hard receiving this from a man because since Genesis, man has not succeeded in upholding woman's dignity. I have a limited perspective since I am a man. But let me talk about the dignity of women. Women have made great strides in the recent years in attaining further dignity. And I join you in this fight. Male domination is, the, is a result of sin and the cry of the woman for the past 50 years has been that she will not permit man to dominate her. I stand with the woman in this insistence. 
I disagree with the women's liberation movement to the extent that women need not be like men to be equal. Equality does not mean sameness. Women are equal in their difference. They need not act like men in order to be equal. There is a genius and giftedness to women without which the world would be utterly impoverished. If human being, if human beings are the crown of God's creation being created last, then woman is the crown jewel because she was ultimately the last of God's creation. The genesis of the problem, it started in the book of Genesis. In Genesis chapter 3, verses 13 through 16, God proclaimed a curse. Genesis 3.13 Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you will go, and dust you will eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel. To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your, cha- your pain in childbirth. In pain you will bring forth children, yet your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. That is very much a part of the curse. He says, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain you will bring forth children. Yet your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. The result of the fall is that your husband will rule over you. A part of the curse. That was never intended to be God's ultimate way. The show of domination is foreign to the gospel. Some Pharisees came to Jesus testing him. And they were asking him in Matthew chapter 19 verses 3 through 8 about divorce. And Jesus said to them, For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. But then the Pharisees actually come back to him, and they start asking him more questions. And they say in Matthew 19, verse 7, Why then did Moses command to give her a certificate of divorce and send her away? And he said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, Moses permitted you to to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it has not been this way. In other words, he makes a distinction between what came in later as a result of sin and hardness of heart versus what God's ultimate way is. God's ultimate way was never that there was to be divorced, but because of sin it has come in. God's ultimate way was that There should have never been a dominance by the husband. It has come in as a result of a curse. In their desire, in a woman's desire for their husband, a woman will compromise their own dignity in order to be loved and thereby feed a man's lustful grabbing. Unfortunately, this is often taught in evangelical circles as the proper and desirable way. That distorted desire can lead to a life of pornography and prostitution to feed men's lusts. It was never meant to be this way from the beginning. It is a result of the curse. Or in your desire for your husband, you'll allow yourself to be dominated. But that will never satisfy your desires because it was never intended to be. It only wounds. 
and from this women can grow to dislike sex. There was to be a mutual submission to each other. Note that the command in Genesis 1.28 to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth was given prior to the fall. And therefore, sexual relations in marriage are not a part of the curse. Now, there is a contrast point in that I understand that men are not the only ones who abuse sex. A woman can use sex and manipulate men for emotional attachment or physical fulfillment or monetary gain. Certainly, there would be no pornography if men refused to allow themselves to use a woman for their own lusts. But likewise, there would be no pornography if women did not permit themselves to be used. Nevertheless, women should refuse to let men lust after them. Do not compromise on that. Do not even date them, even when it's slim pickings. Maintain the carrying of the cross. A woman should desire a man who would rather be crucified than to treat her as an object of lust. If he's not of that character, do not even go out with him. It is a man's problem first. He is given in redemption the way to overcome lust. Let him walk in it. God's love for woman. Scripturally, what does it mean to be created in the image of God as woman? The denial from the Garden of Eden is that God is a tyrant and he does not love you and he is therefore withholding things from you. Eve wanted more. Jesus' response was, He said to the woman by the well in John 4, I don't condemn you for eating out of the dumpster. Ask of me and I will give you living water. This is my body given for you. He says, I don't condemn you. The body makes visible for us God's eternal mystery. His plan is to marry us. He wanted it so plain that he stamped it in your body as woman. Your desire for true union with a man is a foreshadow of the union with God. Some have been so wounded that that concept is hard to receive. And I ask you now to join me in seeking to have God open your heart to His revelation of the relationship which only He can open. You are an icon or an image that points to the Creator. Woman's womb became the dwelling place of the Most High. Every man spends the first nine months of his life under the beating heart of a woman. To every man, you are a sign of the dwelling place. Satan approaches the woman because she represents the archetype of the human race. But before she ever sinned, Adam sinned by not protecting the garden or the womb from the serpent. Man should have taken the hit himself. In Genesis, enmity is placed between the woman's seed and the serpent. In Revelation, the enemy seeks to devour the the child in Revelation 12. Satan approached the woman in part because she is the one who receives the gift of God, conceives of the gift of life within her, nurtures the gift of life, bears the gift of life to the world, and presents that life then to the world. And the enemy hates new life thereby feeding our culture of death, where the solution to our problems is presented as death of life, whether that life be many, or few, or even our own. The women will often reject motherhood to get dignity in the world by becoming more man-like. But rejecting femininity 
and fertility is not God's way. As Mary, the new Eve, said in Luke chapter 1, verse 38, Behold, the bondslave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. For the new Adam, namely Jesus, Mary exemplified her faith, holiness, and suffering. Faith, holiness, and suffering. That is what you two are to exemplify. Faith in its deepest essence is the openness of the human heart to the gift of God's love. Faith in its deepest essence is the openness of the human heart to the gift of God's love. Realizing that in the midst of whatever comes, God loves me. That is faith. Holiness in its deepest essence is not a matter of doing anything. It is a matter of letting it be done to you by God. Suffering in its deepest essence is continued receptivity to God. It is the woman's way of saying yes to God in faith, holiness and suffering by bearing a child. It is truly redemptive suffering. Give your will to God and you and he could change the world forever through you. Your call to motherhood is knit in your very body. Every month that you have those menstrual pains, say, Thank you, Lord, for the gift of my body and making me a woman. Offer the suffering as an expression of a gift to God. If you're unable to bear children or never call to marry, you offer that to the Lord as well. In letting it be done to you as He would have, you show forth holiness. Bring your special gifts into the home and or the workplace into the corporate offices, into society as a woman, and let your gifts be a blessing to the world. The reason why women often don't want to work for other women is that women in leadership often take on male attributes. But just as acting like a man is often hard to bear. So a woman, just like a, it, it, just like a man acting like a woman is hard to bear, so a woman acting like a man is hard to bear. Womanness is beautiful in its own right. So let those attributes of kindness, creativity, mercy, faith, and holiness enter your womanness in the home and in the workplace. I'm not asking you to become more spiritual, but more incarnational. Be it done to me according to your will, O God. In holiness, permit yourself to receive God's love and affirmation for your beauty. Offer your sufferings as woman to God as a sacrifice for Him. In your suffering, let your receptivity to God remain clear. In faith, realize that God's love abounds for you. Pray for your husband that he would see the light and desire to give himself as he is called to for you. The reason he's not done this is that he's never been taught. Remember, you cannot expect your child to be a master pianist if he has never had piano lessons. Pray for your husband that he would desire to learn, choose to have his lust undergo death through redemption and live the sacrificial life for his wife as Jesus has modeled to him, him to be. You know, there is a new order that we're finding in women. We're finding this among young women that are becoming, and it's becoming somewhat common in that they are more like men than women in their pursuit of the opposite sex. They are often the initiator and active pursuers of sex in a relationship. 
And it's very important for them then to pray the prayer of redemption. Remember, you have to say, I thank you, Lord, for this man. He has been made in the image of God. By the power of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, may I never use him or seduce him for an object of my own physical or emotional gain. And by that power, please untwist in me that which sin has twisted. And may I come to see my sexuality rightly. God has a path of redemption, of faith, of suffering, and of holiness for every woman. So a summary on this section on womanhood. Please forgive us, forgive men, for we know not what we do. Woman is the crown jewel of creation. In Genesis 3:16, God said to the woman, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain you will bring forth children, yet your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. That entire thing is a curse. In Matthew 19, verse 8, it says, But from the beginning it has not been this way. A woman should desire a man who would rather be crucified for her than to treat her as an object of lust. If he's not of this character, don't even go out with him. The woman is an icon or an image that points to the Creator. Woman's womb becomes the dwelling place of the Most High. Take your suffering as woman in childbirth and in all that women have to bear and offer that to God in faith, which is knowing that God loves you and has His best interest in mind for you. In holiness, which is allowing God's love to be manifest in your life, as Mary said, let it be done to me according to your will. And may your receptivity be open, remain open to God. That is the true meaning of Christian suffering. And pray for your husband or husband-to-be. And if you've been called to be without a husband, then offer your body to God in holiness. God bless you, women.